You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Gilliver. And unfortunately, Susie can't join us again, but we do have a guest. What? A guest? A guest? Would this <laughs> guest have, like, maybe a special number with this time? I don't know. Oh, yeah, they do. It's 25 episodes, people. I am here for my 25th episode. I don't, know, I don't know why it's this one, but I'm here for 25. <laughs> Luck of the draw. It's, it's global milk. It's done. Hi. We are wrapping up our month of big budget horror with episode 148, End of Days. Yet another movie from 1999. I kind of feel bad that... Prometheus got mixed in now because I'm like, man, we could have done a whole month of 1999 movies. <laughs> we could have just <laughs> stuck Stigmata in there instead of Prometheus. Um, yeah, but oh, then we would have had like two Gabriel Burns. True, and two <laughs> religious horror, but one would be low budget. So, you know, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't have made sense. But <clears throat> this is uh, two hours and, and two minutes directed by Peter Hyams, uh, who we would know from 2010, the year we make contact. Running Scared, Stay Tuned, which is a movie I bring up all the time on here. Uh, Sudden Death, The Relic, and Time Cop. Um, let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks. Don, you are our guest, so mm. we start with you. Let you us sure know. You, want, you sure you want to start with me? I was just saying, sure let us know start your juicy thoughts on this Arnie <sighs> vehicle. <laughs> so, first of all, I don't know where it came out that I don't like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no problem with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Though there is a period between... Jingle all the way, and when he becomes governor, that all his movies were like, "What the fuck were you thinking?" <laughs> I, I have and this to respect, falls in respectfully there. disagree, but <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I'm not talking about just him. I'm talking about Hollywood in general. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, so yeah, this was uh, my first time watching this one. Probably, I may have seen it. Back in like 1999, you know, mm -hmm. back when we had blockbusters, I may have rented it, you know, but yeah. I couldn't remember if I did. Um, and yeah, I'm, it's, I, you know what? It plays to like a trope that I've seen a hundred million times before. And I shouldn't say that, but guy's not religious, but he needs to be religious to solve, oh, yeah. to, you know, to prove the day. And, and yeah, I just like, uh, all right. Well, oh, the uh, devil needs to make a baby. I've seen that a million times before too. Well, let me just jump, <laughs> jump in for it. Let me just jump in for a second. That's that's a staple of religious horror. In the same way, it's a staple for Arnie to go no 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 in any Arnie movie. Like, yeah, there's some there's some things that he he does in this movie, and there's one at the end, and I'm like, I'm I feel uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm very him swearing in this movie seems weird to me. I don't know why. Don't I've heard him swear. I've heard him swear in movies before, but him in this movie, it, when he swears, it's like what the fuck. I'm like what? What? <laughs> like, really? Um. 
the other thing I would like to point out is there's like way too many uh, usual suspects re- references in this movie down to the <laughs> point where you took two actors from that movie and you put it in this one. But, <laughs> <laughs> like I could have just watched the usual suspects instead. Yep. <laughs> Which is arguably but, a much better movie, but you it know. is, it is a much better movie. No, it is a much better movie. Kevin Pollack is playing the exact same character. I, will I know a few people that are a big fan of this movie. So. Yeah, I know. That's how it got ended up on here. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I would have much rather talked about Kevin's bacon, but no, we had to talk about we had to talk about Gabriel Byrne. Is that his? Yeah, it's Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne. Yep. Yeah, becoming I, the devil. <laughs> so. I, I think I'd rather have talked about the bacon. Yeah, yeah. everyone I, would have preferred talking about the bacon, people. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> Hollow Man, I, I think, is an underrated movie. Um, but I'm also not going to hate on this one, but I will get to me. So <laughs> I'm not really hating on it. I, I zoned out, you know, a couple of times during it. It's like, oh, yeah, this movie's still going, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> it is a long movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, I like like there is. I ended up watching it twice because mm. I'm going to get my money's worth out of this rental that I had to do. Same. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, why? Why? Uh, I don't remember him being. You know, beat up in an alley. Oh, well, I should have paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. You know. What, yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So, I'm overall, sure not really a fan, but not. Uh, yeah. I'm, it's definitely something I'm not going to be looking to watch again. Okay. For sure. <laughs> I'm, well, not saying, I'm not saying I wanted to watch it this time either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> What are your thoughts? Well, Don kind of said a lot of it for me. <laughs> um, I, much like what Don said, I, I feel like it's the first time I watched it, but I also feel like I've watched it before. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I'm going to say I haven't watched it, mm-hmm. but some parts look familiar. Like his name being Jericho, I remember him being called. So I think I may have seen it before, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I kind of zoned out towards the middle end. I, I think the movie was rather long, mm-hmm. um, and like Don said, the same basic concept: devil <laughs> wants to make a baby, blah blah blah. Uh, Arnold was, you know, it was great seeing Arnold with his normal silliness and goofiness and (laughs) I always say uh, his eyes move around like in those uh, claymation cartoons from the 60s those Christmas shows (laughs) he's got Davy and Goliath you know what I'm talking about I do yeah where they like spin around and his eyes are all spinning yep Um, but that's what I see every time he does it but I mean, that part... I'm just a nitwit. Like, that's stuck in my head now. Thanks. <laughs> well, it was Christmas in July. There you go. Um, but overall, the, 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 the movie was very meh to me. And I, it didn't really pique my interest. Um, but, you know, it was cool to hear the... I don't know if it's cool now because 
that nineties metal that yep. rock, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I was gonna ask what you thought of the soundtrack because um, I mean, but, you have you have some good stuff. We have Guns and Roses. You got Rob Zombie. You know Eminem, The Prodigy. But then you have Creed yeah. and Power Man Five Thousand. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's because it's religious, so you needed the Creed. Yeah, you true. That. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you lost me at Creed, but no, you. Uh, what? Your arms aren't wide <laughs> <yeah>. open. <laughs> uh, uh, I, you know, every day is, is that a Creed song? I don't know that. I don't know this Creed song. It's that one I, that unfortunately was burned into my memory from working at Media Play because they always had it on the fucking video. I was like, when I'm wide open, it's like, oh, shut the fuck up. I hate you. But anyway, my opinion on. differs every day, which is the worst band ever. Nickelback or Creed. <laughs> yeah, that that it is that is a tough one. I have to give it to Creed only because Nickelback has given us some good memes. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, we're not I talking about Nickelback. We're talking about End of Days. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> what? But um, I bet you in the actual End of Days, Creed and Nickelback will be playing. <laughs> um, if, if if Nickelback or Creed are playing at my End of Days, I'm going to come, come back and haunt the motherfuckers that played Maurice, it for me. Maurice is going to end it sooner. <laughs> yeah. I'll be ending their lives. Uh, so... Yeah, I would pro- I'm probably probably not ever gonna watch it again. I don't have a reason to now. I really didn't want to watch it this time. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, but it was definitely not my top choice or <laughs> any yeah. choice. I, I think but, I'm gonna be odd man out, but <clears throat> <laughs> so so Anyways, definitely not not a fan, huh? Eh, nah. <laughs> See now, I. I don't love this film, but I do enjoy this film. Um, I I like, well, first of all, I, as I've mentioned many a times on Raised by Rentals, I am an Arnie fan, unapologetically. I like his movies. I find him fun. Um, this is a weird fit for him, having him fight the devil. It just seems odd, but I love it. <laughs> like I love how cheesy it is. It's... It's it's a popcorn flick. Like, no one's winning any awards for this movie. This is the type of movie you shut your brain off, you eat some popcorn, and you giggle at all the dumb explosions. Like, it's... I have fun with it. Like, I love the cast. I love the fact that Udo Kier gets his fucking head exploded by... It, like, oh. the, the devil fist fucks his face. Oh, I have a I have a reference for every time Udo Kier shows up. Don't worry. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's a good cast. It's that... That sweet spot of, like, we're still trying to do practical effects mixed with CG. Like, we're not leaning heavily on CG yet. So while some of the CGI stuff is, like, a little... Well, I shouldn't say a little. It's very dated. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Like, I heard you guys talk about the datedness of the mummy one. Like, this is even worse. Oh, it's definitely worse. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I disagree. With the exception of Porcelain Man. I will give you that. Porcelain Man actually looked good. Here's why I disagree, though, because in this movie, the CGI is very quick, like it's very slight. Um, And a lot of it is that mix of, you know, traditional special effects with VFX like the devil. Like that was made by Stan Winston. Like that was an actual suit that a guy was wearing and they just enhanced it with CG. Um, There's a lot of stuff like that where they they enhanced movement with CG. Like when you see the devil's mouth open, it's got all the weird like little stringy things connecting his lips. That's all CG. 
You know, and then well, I like, got when, something to say. What's that? They should have enhanced the script. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't argue with you there. It's it's a popcorn <laughs> movie, but no. The, see, the problem is like in this one, they didn't rely solely on CG, which is why I said like, with, I would think the Mummy is worse, just because they did rely solely on CG. So it was like you have these characters that literally look like they belong in Roger Rabbit by today's standards because they're just a fucking cartoon next to the, you know, the the human characters. In this movie, it's like when you get those scenes, it's brief. It's only for a couple of seconds. Um, but I do. I still I actually really like the design of the devil in this movie. Like he reminds me of like the Mothman. He's got like this weird insectoid reptilian look about him. I thought it was cool looking. But again, wasn't surprised when I found out it was Stan Winston that created it because I've always loved his effects. But again, I, I like the cast. I like the action. I, it's just stupid enough for me to giggle through most of the action. <laughs> you know, I it's a shut your brain off and enjoy kind of movie. Will I watch it again anytime soon? Probably not. I mean, I haven't seen it since like 2000, 2001, somewhere in that range. I was still living at my parents' house, so I know it was before 2003. Uh, so that was the last time I saw this movie before renting it and watching it three times for the show. But uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I enjoy myself. I, I, I'm hard pressed to find an Arnie movie that I don't at least enjoy. Um, definitely not my favorite of the religious horror that came out in like 1999 and 2000. I don't think it's the worst, but it's very far from the best. But Stigmata is my favorite. So another Gabriel Byrne vehicle. But um, this is way better than shit like Blessed Child <laughs> and my soul to take. Like, no, I'm sorry. This was way better. Um, I, I, I really don't understand how Stigmata or Hollow Man did not get beat this out. <laughs> well, Stigmata, I, I didn't put Stigmata on the list just because it wasn't uh, a high budget movie. Um, but Hollow Man, I, I will agree with you there because I actually think Hollow Man is a good movie. Like it's 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 a fun flick. Um, so I was shocked that it didn't win either. But yeah, this beat it by like three votes. <laughs> so I don't know who those three folks are that voted for it. But we have fake accounts voting. I think. <laughs> oh, are we are we doing the uh, the the Justice League? We we need we the bots <laughs> oh the bots were voting. <laughs> we uh, well, it, a couple of them were on Instagram, so it is possible. He could have, um, he could have, he could have just shut his mouth. Nobody would have known. Nobody would have <laughs> known. Stupid. I'm sorry. I still stand behind the fact that Zack Snyder is not a great director either. He puts everything in slow mo. Like <laughs> movies, will, movies will be half this time if you just sped it up. There, there are <laughs> Zack Snyder films that I really like, and then there's other films where I'm like, dude, what the fuck. <laughs> Like so, yeah, I agree. He's not a great director, but uh, but let's let's jump into the cast here. We've mentioned multiple times we have Jericho played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, the only other movie that we've had on our show is Predator. We eventually will get Terminator, um, but I don't think we'll have any of his other films on here. Maybe Maggie. What? That might happen. no Kindergarten Cop. That would be a Raised by Rentals. <laughs> that will happen. I'm just gonna say oh. that will happen over on Raised by Rentals. Well, uh, I didn't hear you. What movie? They already did you made. Say? They already made a sequel. <laughs> yes. What were you gonna say, Maurice? What movie did you say could possibly get on here? Uh Maggie. Oh yeah. That no, that's a good one. Yeah, I really like that one. Um twins. Plus, you know, twins. Come on, twins. <laughs> Again, raised Junior? by Reynolds. Raised by Reynolds. You gotta go over to the Raised by Reynolds program for that for that love of Arnie. <laughs> but then we have the man or Satan played by Gabriel Byrne. Uh, as you mentioned, Don, Usual Suspects, but also Stigmata, Ghost Ship, the remake of Assault, uh, Assault on Precinct 13, 
Uh, most recently, Hereditary. Also a highly underrated movie, Cool World. He's he's in that. Um, Christine, played by Robin Tunney. What's that? I forgot about Cool How can you forget about Cool World? Cool World. So much fun. I love that movie. It's so, like it's it's so dumb. He wants to fuck a cartoon. I love it. Oh. <laughs> but, All right. So we have Christine played by Robin uh, Tunney or Turney. I don't know how to say it. Tooney. Um, Tooney. There we go. Tooney. Ro- Robin Tooney. Um, she's in The Craft, Empire Records, and Sino Man, The Zodiac, and then does a lot of voices for Robot Chicken. Uh, then we have Chicago, which I, I hate that he's named Chicago. Also, they never call him Chicago. They call him Bobby in one scene, but never Chicago. But that's his name in the credits, Chicago, played by Kevin Pollack. Uh, Willow, Wayne's World 2, The Usual Suspects, The Whole Nine Yards, Red State, bunch of good stuff. Then we have Detective Marge Francis, played by CCH Pounder, Robocop 3, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, which we will have on here one day. Um, I, fu- I love her role in that movie. Um, Gargoyles, Avatar, Anansi Boys, uh, Godzilla King of Monsters, bunch of stuff. Father Kovac, played by Rod Steiger. This was actually his last American movie. Uh, we saw him once before in the Amityville Horror. He played Father Delaney. He was also in American Gothic, Sinatra, and did voices on The Critic. Um, then we have Mabel, played by Miriam Margulies. Uh, we would know her from the Harry Potter films. Little Shop of Horrors, Ed and His Dead Mother, Romeo and Juliet, Magnolia. She's in a lot of great movies. She's she's brilliant. And we forgot to even mention how this movie this week ended up having having news because of her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, that, that's in the trivia. <laughs> okay, we'll come back. Okay. When we get to that, I'll throw it over to you. Because <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Um, then, of course, we have the head priest played by Udo Kier. Uh, Blood for Dracula, oh, Suspiria. So sorry, I ruined your movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Blood for Dracula, Suspiria, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Blade, Dracula Three Thousand, Halloween. I think we've only seen him in this uh, on this show in Halloween. We haven't watched any of his other movies yet. But and then last but not least, we have the Pope, played by Mark Margulies, uh, Christmas Evil, Scarface, Pie, Hannibal, American Horror Story, and Twelve Monkeys. And and so, and. Um, isn't he in Breaking Bad? Hello. Possibly. Doesn't I never, he, I never watched he explode? Breaking Bad. Oh, you should have watched it. <laughs> never watched Breaking Bad. Had no no desire to. <laughs> um, so for anyone who hasn't seen this, uh, the basic plot <clears throat> is at the end of the century, Satan visits New York in search of his bride. It's now up to an ex-cop who runs an elite security outfit to stop him. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's, <laughs> I want to know what security firm He's got because they have like army weapons. Yeah, <laughs> like they have a whole like building to themselves with with, with radar and yeah. all this like like crazy GPS tracking places. Yeah, and like for one escort mission, they got a fucking chopper and like a line of car. It's crazy, <laughs> but anyway, and and have like a good relationship with the cops. Somewhat yeah. good. Yeah, en- enough where they're sharing information and the cops aren't uh, arresting them for in- in- interfering in an investigation. Yeah. But uh, before we even open, we have three minutes and 24 seconds of opening <sighs> credits. That feels way too fucking long for credits. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, the whole time the credits were running, I'm like, wait, 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 let me start this over and time it. Because this feels way too long. <laughs> 
but he could have been doing something else during these credits, like having them go and have something play. They could have the background. They could have done the whole just, o- the whole opening, yeah, the so, whole so the whole birth. This exactly because we open on uh, it's Vatican City, Rome, 1979. We see a priest notice a weird cloud over the moon. It kind of looks like an eye, and he sa- he opens a scroll and says, "The eye of God." He then runs to the Pope and tells him the prophecy: "The child will be born today, the end of days." We see some of the priests want to murder the kid, saying that they'll stop the end of days. And the Pope is just like, chill the fuck out. We protect her. Have faith. We'll stop the devil from doing his thing. So the Pope's telling murder priests to just chill. Now, New York City. Whole movie would have been done. Whole movie would have been done, people. We wouldn't be stuck with this if they just murdered her. Would it have been though? Like, cause you know, like what what he would it because he hey. pick, he picks another host body, so maybe he would have just picked another woman. We don't know. We don't know how yeah. the devil works. But <laughs> so six hours later, we see the child is born. This is little Christine York. Uh, the nurse takes her to clean her up, and instead takes her down to the basement where a bunch of secret satanists led by Udo Kier check her out, find a particular birthmark, and then feed her snake blood. Oh, I'm sorry I ruined your snake. By the <laughs> way, if no one gets that joke, it's between me and, and Josh Hibbert. So there you go. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was on an episode or on a Patreon I think, episode. I think it's on a Patreon. I think okay. it's on a Patreon. Because <laughs> I remember you guys did tell that story. <laughs> but we fast Yeah, forward- I have I have something like that for every time he's on screen, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we fast forward to Tuesday, December 29th, nineteen ninety-nine. We see some gas company workers working in a manhole when suddenly the whole block starts shaking and fireballs shoot up from the manholes as this people. Is where, for- this is where I thought I was watching Ghostbusters 2 for a second. Right. Way, I'm like, wait, did we did I change the channel? What happened? We, we I, had, I, I thought we were watching Predator. Well, I was just gonna say we then my next line of the notes is we then see the CGI devil doing his best predator cosplay beat feet out of the fire. Because <laughs> he's just like whoop 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 and runs down the street. <laughs> he makes his way to a, re- a restaurant where he hijacks some random dude's body. The guy is out to dinner with a couple. Goes to the bathroom. And that's where the devil hops in. And I was like, "This is why you don't use public toilets without wiping the seat. You're gonna get the devil." Just remember. That. <laughs> but he goes back out to the table. Kisses the woman and grabs a handful of titty. Like he just full just, on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, tip. he pops he, that tit out. Right. Like he's just, <laughs> he just goes for it. <laughs> I love it because like the, the husband's like, Hey, and he just looks at him. He's like, okay. <laughs> just backs right down. He then leaves and the entire place blows up, killing everyone inside. He walks away completely unharmed, which I have questions about. They make a point throughout this entire film showing you that the body can be damaged. The host body he's in can be damaged. It can heal, but not fully. Like, he only has so much control over the healing factor. He also makes a comment later when he gets shot about don't ruin the suit. How did the suit not burn? You walked out of a fireball. <laughs> that- I had I had something like this in a little bit because he's the one who needs the security. I'm like, why does the devil need security? Then? Yes. <laughs> there's there's a lot of que- this is why I said this is one of those movies you have to turn your brain off for because the moment you start asking questions, it falls apart. But 
The next day, we meet Jericho, a suicidal ex-detective, and his partner, Chicago, who worked for the private security firm that we were talking about at the top. Um, they're getting ready for, the, for their job of the day, protecting an investment banker who just happens to be the devil. Um, now, okay, this is, a, this, is, this is totally a 90s, early 2000s TV and movie trope. What is up with the fucking nasty breakfast? Why? Why, why was that? <laughs> like, there's no need for this. It's just there to be gross. Like he picks a pizza up off the floor. He, I, I wrote all the ingredients down. This is fucking nasty. So Chicago gives him a cup of coffee and he's like, there's enough caffeine in that to, to kill an elephant. That should start you off. Right. He opens the coffee up, dumps it into a blender. He then puts Pepto-Bismol in with the coffee. He takes two containers of Chinese takeout that again, was not refrigerated, just sitting on the fucking counter. Like we've talked about on many shows before that people never put food away. It just sits out. Dumps both of the things of noodles into the into the blender, then takes a flat half drank beer, dumps that in and then picks a slice of half eaten pizza up off the floor and puts it into the blender, blends it up, says breakfast is the most important meal of the day, starts drinking it and offers some to Chicago. Like, why? Why? This is no, I hate it. I hate this trope. It's disgusting. Look. I would have been fine with the coffee and the Pepto-Bismol and maybe even the beer. But as soon as you start putting food in it. Yeah, and especially like old Chinese food and stale floor pizza. Come on. And that, that was probably like Pizza Hut pizza, too. That wasn't like you're in New York City. You don't get Pizza Hut pizza. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At least you better not. Yeah. I have I have a few things out here that have like. You're in New York City. That's not fucking happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now we cut to them on the job. And now I'm going to kind of speed through this. There's a lot of stuff that happens. But right when they get to the job, first of all, we see the creepy albino guy who looks like a huge Crazy Town fan. He'll, we'll come back to him. But the whole, every time I saw him on screen, I heard that fucking butterfly kiss the song in my head. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, he's the type of person you would see at a Crazy Town show. But... The devil gets out of the car. A sniper takes a shot at him. Jericho takes the bullet meant for the devil who gets back in the car and the car speeds off. Find out Jericho is wearing a vest. So he lives him in Chicago. Then get to the chopper and ride it up to the roof to chase the shooter. Jericho. Then now, re- okay. Wait, the movie should be over now. <laughs> <laughs> because when he's hanging from that rope, that guy should have just turned around and shot the hell out of him. Yeah. Shot the <laughs> rope and should have been done. That movie does. I fucking love this sequence because Jericho repels from the chopper, not all the way to the roof. He repels like maybe six feet off the ground from the roof. <laughs> the shooter runs to the edge of the roof while the chopper flies Arnie doing his best like Peter Pan stage show impression, <laughs> just flying after this guy. He jumps off the roof and Arnie does his like war garble going nah, 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 and grabs him. <laughs> The guy takes a gun out and goes to shoot him. He struggles with him. He like get, gives the line some slack. So they go flying down toward the street. He then crimps the line, drops the, the shooter who falls through a freaking like awning and into some papers and then gets up and runs away. <laughs> so Jericho, you know, cuts the line, goes chasing after him. They go down into a subway. When does he cut the line? Because I never saw him cut the I saw him go through that thing and start running with the rope still on, and then they cut away and come no, back, he, and there's he, no rope. He does. <laughs> he 
it's the the way it's hooked up. It's the the like um the metal clamp that's on him. Still, you know that he pu- <laughs> he pulls that so it, it releases the line. Like he because I had the same question. And I did rewind it to make sure that happened because I was like, is he still attached to the helicopter? <laughs> then I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh no, he pulled the line. Okay, <laughs> he should still be flying through that air. I'm sorry, he still should be <laughs> flying through that air. But he goes down into the subway chasing after the shooter. Uh, the shooter turns to him and says, he goes, the thousand years has ended. The dark angel is loosed from his prison. You don't know what you've done. Then he goes to shoot Jericho. Jericho pulls a gun and shoots him in the legs, dropping him. <laughs> he goes over to find, uh, you know, find out who he is and sees that the guy is wearing a priest collar. He checks for ID and finds nothing except a matchbook for a bar called Spada's and takes it with him. So now we cut to the police showing up to take the guy into custody. We meet Detective Marge. Um, she asks Jericho if he's been drinking again because she was going over what his statement was. And he says that, you know, the shooter talked to him and she goes, the shooter couldn't have talked to you. He has no tongue. So we find out that the guy cut his tongue out. So Jericho kind of flips out. I know what I heard (laughs) doing his whole Arnie thing. And then him and Chicago go to the bar to ask about the priest. Uh, they get his address and, and her, and, and head there. And I love it because Jericho points out, he's like, you know, you hang out in the bar enough, you're going to pass out and people will find out where you live because they got to carry you home. I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> like, could you imagine like sleeping in a bar enough where the patrons are like, oh, fuck this guy. We're taking him home. <laughs> and why didn't anyone say anything when they saw where the priest lived? Because <laughs> like, Jesus, when we get to his apartment, it's freaking terrifying. It looks like something on a silent hill. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's a festering shithole of leaky water. There's like rats and mold everywhere and all over the cat living in the fridge. (laughs) Yep. But all over the walls and floor, there are is these there's these like bright red paintings, like scrawlings of symbols and like phrases and stuff. And Chicago makes he points out, oh, I don't think this is paint. Like, really? I don't know that blood comes in that color. Like, because it was like neon red. Yeah. <laughs> but they find uh, some ramblings and the, the it's 27. So there's 20 uh, colon seven is drawn on uh, is drawn on the wall. And, um, the, you know, uh, Jericho makes a note of that. And they find his severed tongue in a jar along with some bloody shears. I do like this comment because uh, Chicago goes, why would someone cut out his tongue? And Jericho says to stop from talking. So it's like, okay, I mean, I'll give you that. That works. Like, you know, he's a priest. He's he's prophesying, like, stuff that he sees in the future. I get it. But still, cutting out your own tongue is like, ugh, freaky. But we then get the most absurd cat jump scare, like you said. Because Chicago looks <laughs> at the fridge and goes, I could eat. Like, really? You're here in yeah, this apartment who, and you could eat? Who investigates somewhere and is like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm gonna you go know why? Because he has been in in Arnold Schwarzenegger's apartment and already seen how he eats. So anything is better than than what's going on there. He's like, at least this garbage is refrigerated. I'll eat it. (laughs) He opens the cat or the cat. Yeah. Opens the fridge and we get the cat. (laughs) We get the cat jump scared, which of course he had had Chinese food. (laughs) Wow. But I'm Korean. I think. (laughs) So as absurd as as having the cat in the fridge was, we also find a picture of a young woman because, you know, who doesn't keep photographs in jars in their fridge? 
Oh, and I do. I'll have to show you sometime. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd be interested to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so they look at they look at her like, "Do you recognize her?" And then we cut to the young woman, which is Christine York, in a graveyard bringing flowers to her parents' graves. Then back to the apartment, Detective Marge and a bunch of cops bust in screaming, and we get the little standoff until everyone realizes who the other ones are. And they talk to Marge. She tells them that the guy is a priest named Thomas Aquinas. Uh, he worked at the Vatican, came to St. John's Church in 81, recently had a spiritual crisis, and disappeared from the church. Now we cut to Christine on the subway. Here comes the crazy town fan who comes over to her and goes, he's coming for you. He's coming for you, Christine. He's going to fuck you. He's going to fuck you, Christine. Can you see him? And then. Oh, you said crazy town fan. I was thinking some fucked up Medusa. But <laughs> I can see crazy hair? town. Yeah, I mean, tell me you couldn't see him at like front row in a crazy town show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right but next yeah. to me. Oh, no. God, no. Crazy town sucks. <laughs> But she then goes to, like, touch his arm, and he shatters into porcelain and falls apart. So, kind of weird. But she starts screaming, looks around at everyone staring at her, then looks back to the albino, and he's gone. Which I call bullshit on that. I've been on, a, I've been on a New York City subway. I've heard people screaming. No one pays a damn, damn attention to that person screaming. No one gives a shit about the person screaming. They just want to read their newspaper and get to their next stop. That's it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but back at Jericho's apartment, he remembers what the priest said in the subway and looks it up in the Bible and finds in Revelations 27, it's exactly what the priest told him. We also get a quiet moment where he sees a music box and begins crying and it kind of hints at his tortured past. We see Christine go home and we find out a few things here. She's apparently been having visions for a long time. She calls her doctor, and it's none other than Udo Kier. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I ruined your psyche valuation. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells her, he's like, eh, you're fine. Just take a Xanax. <laughs> and then we find out her stepmother is the Satanist nurse who brought her down to the snake baptism when she was born. So they're, they're, they're positioning themselves in her life. Um, Jericho goes to St. John's to talk to the priests about Thomas. He uh, speaks with Father Kovac, and we get this back and forth of cryptic warnings about something happening in a few days, a girl, God's adversary, blah, blah, blah. And we also find out that uh, Jericho lost his faith. He did believe once, but his wife and daughter were taken from him, so he no longer believes in God. So we have, to, of course, we have to have the tortured hero, you know, that has no longer has faith. Because, again, it's a religious horror movie. We have to have that. So Father Kovac dismisses him and goes into a room in the back of the church. Jericho follows and finds a room full of priests watching an old Polish woman tied to a bed with stigmata. <laughs> She's just gibbering on and on. The woman sees Jericho and starts screaming. I love it because Jericho's like, the fuck is going on? Kovac tells him there's forces at work here you couldn't possibly comprehend and then shoes him out. And Jericho's like, all right, and just leaves without question. Like, it's a bunch of priests with a woman tied to a bed bleeding. You wouldn't ask more questions. Sounds like a normal day at church. <laughs> I mean, it's also in New York City, correct? This is true. Yeah. Well, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> but it's not Niagara Falls. I mean, you know, could be worse. 
That's true. <laughs> that was that was last week's movie. Yes, exactly. But uh, so we we see the devil banker make his way to Udo's house where he has a threesome with his wife and daughter. And first of all, first of all, hold on, hold on. First of all, oh, I'm sorry, I ruined your family dinner. Um, <laughs> second, second, what in the gelatinous cube goop sex was that? See, I said they went full <laughs> society and began shunting. Now, if anyone doesn't know what that means, watch society. Ah, uh, yeah, it's full Grant Grant mode. I forgot. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was like, <laughs> when they when they started melding into one another, I'm like, oh, they're shunting. Look at that. Like, first of all, like it's mother daughter. Come on. You Come know, okay. on. We 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 have to take a few seconds to address that because. I do not understand how this is even a thing for anyone. That is fucking disgusting. Like, what? What? No. Why mother and daughter? Like, one. This... yeah, one. exactly. Doesn't matter which one. Just pick one. It's gross. Then maybe go to the other one, but not together. All right. It's gross. Because <laughs> that that also happens in the boys' comic book. I finally read all the boys' comics because I was watching the show, and man, it's gross. <laughs> that shit is. I don't understand why that's such a thing. But anyway, <laughs> we also uh, cut to while this is happening, the weird sexy scene is happening. We cut to Christine having a dream of the fucking and wakes up all freaked out. Mabel tells her it's OK. It's just a dream. And Christine tells her it felt closer this time. And then Mabel grins. So she knows what's going on. The next day, the devil makes his way to the hospital to kill Thomas. <laughs> so <laughs> he shows up and kills the priest. Soon after, Devil Derek went down to the hospital. <laughs> yep, to murder a priest. <laughs> and uh, soon, uh, there's there's this little throwaway part. There's a guard uh, watching over, like a police. Actually, I think it was a police guard watching over Thomas's section of the hospital. And he's like, "I can't let you in." And then the devil like sniffs him and says, "The young boys that you've seduced have left their scent on you. Don't forget who you serve." And then he just kind of like bows his head and opens the gate. I'm like, ew, it's, it's gross. But I guess it's kind of important because that guy will come back in a second. And so soon after Jericho, Chicago and Marge show up to speak with Thomas and find him crucified to the ceiling. Um, it's pretty gruesome. Like I, I, I did like the way this looked because they had all the like the hospital scissors and shit jammed into him. I was like, OK, that's a that's a good gore effect. But um. We, we have two little things happen before we come back to this. We cut outside. We see the devil walking through the streets of New York. And there's this just dumb scene with a skateboarder where he smacks into the devil. And he's like, hey, watch where the fuck you're going. And he's wearing a hoodie that says Satan rules. And he's like, oh, nice shirt, kid. And he's like, fuck you. And then he skates out into the street. And he whispers, hey, kid. And the kid turns around and he gets hit by a bus. <laughs> and of course, if I watch head, that. If you watch that, he is nowhere near that bus when he comes flying off of it. Though. <laughs> no, see, like that was close. bad effects right there. <laughs> In my head, all I heard was I got hit by a bus. <laughs> bus. <laughs> and I started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> but he also we see the devil head to an abandoned theater with Udo Kier. So Oh, I'm so sorry. I move I ruined your movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut back to the hospital. We see the staff and the cops getting Thomas off the ceiling. They find carved into his skin some passage, the same passages from Revelations, but written in Latin. And I love this because the, the old doctor is like, 
oh, you see this here? Looks like Latin. And he reads it off. Then he goes, I can't quite make out this part. I think it's in English. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So you were able to read the Latin, but the English is no giving you trouble. No problem. No problem. <laughs> he goes, I think it says Christ in New York. Then Thomas jumps up and the cop from before who let the devil in pulls his gun and shoots Thomas dead. So now we see Jericho and Chicago leaving the hospital discussing the meaning of Christ in New York. And I love how Jericho just instantly figures it out. Because he's like, yeah, it, maybe it's a name. Chris in New York. Christine in New York. Christine York. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, that what? was a hell of a jump. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah, those definitely. Yeah. That was definitely the writers going, okay, how do we figure this out? Da, da, da. Okay, we'll just have it on his chest and he just knows. Yep, yeah, exactly. that's it. He's like, he's like, let's run a DMV check and see if any of those names come up. So they do, and of course they find Christine York because of plot. So we cut to Christine at home. She's getting ready to go meet her stepmom out for lunch, and she discovers the dead body of, I don't know, was he like the butler or whatever? Yeah, I would say that. They, they find that finds the dead body of the butler in her bathroom, and then she's jumped by murder priests. We have a little scuffle. They grab her, start performing last rites before murdering her. Meanwhile, Jericho and Chicago show up, you know, to ask her questions. They hear the screaming, see the commotion, run in, beat the shit out of the murder priests, and chase them off. By the way, this scene is like this that is the worst offender I've ever seen of unlimited bullets. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, this whole movie. I, I have a comment in here about the, the gunplay and the explosions a little later. But yeah, 100%. Like, no one reloads. <laughs> like, I literally saw one of them, the gun ends, you know, that were just like, oh, it's done. And they literally cut right back to him and he's still shooting. Yep. But, <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, That's it's not like how what guns the, work. This is like one of the worst offenders I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. So while they're fighting him off, Jericho gets a kind of a sacred heart necklace from one of the priests. Um, and then they all escape with their tail between their legs. So that's kind of where, where act one ends. So what do you guys think about this so far? Let's get them comments. first. Mm, I think I've said everything. I, I was, <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I will say I'm still in it at this point. I think I zoned out like after the helicopter thing for a little bit. But I'm still in the movie at this point. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> will that change? It did change after this because of unlimited bullets. <laughs> like, basically. And, and that, you know, I'm just watching Kevin Pollack play the same character I've seen him play a million times before. <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm still in the movie right now. We'll, we'll say that. What, what about you, Reese? I mean, I'm still in it too, but I'm also thinking he should have died, but he was hanging from the rope. Yeah. <laughs> See, um, no, um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple interesting things that happened. Um, I can't think of what right now. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I'm just I, being nice. I personally love the, I love the opening action scene. It's so ridiculously Arnie. Like it's, it reminded me of shit like Commando, where it's like, you know what? We're just going to throw logic out the window and let Arnie be Arnie. Like, let him do crazy shit. Of course he's going to climb up onto the roof of a cab 
and jump into a helicopter over the streets of New York. Of course, he's going to rappel out like Peter Pan and go like flying after a guy and save him before he commits suicide, only to drop him to the street below. Like, it's so absurd that I giggle through the entire sequence. Like, it's just so dumb and I love it. (laughs) But I also I like, you know, I like the tropey tropiness of uh, Burn as the devil. Like. He's playing him how you would expect him to play him, but it's it's well done. It's tried and true. I like that portrayal, you know, just kind of the cocky, sure of himself, like, you know, hey, I ain't really the bad guy. I'm just here to do my thing like that. kind. Of, I like that portrayal. So it worked. But overall, I'm still I'm definitely enjoying the movie at this point. Um, things start to change. We get a little more ridiculous where I, I go, OK, turn my brain off and just have dumb fun with it. But uh, Act 2 kind of picks up where the the cops show up investigating the murder priest scenario. And we see Jericho snooping around the apartment. He steals some religious books from a cabinet before leaving and goes to sit in a van outside with Chicago. So we see Mabel on the phone with Udo, who is telling her to bring Christine to the devil. She tells him no, that the detectives are outside and they'll follow her right to the temple. So do you have anything about Udo here? Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined your hand with my blood. <laughs> well, that, that's that's about to happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I have. <laughs> Udo delivers the bad news to Satan, who fist fucks his head and comments that he'll have to go get her himself. Like and that's he, that's the end of Udo. It <laughs> is. I I laughed so fucking hard when this happened, though. Because it's so instantaneous. He just punches him in the face and his hand goes through his head. I love it. It's fantastic. So in the van, Jericho notices the same sacred heart image in the book to the necklace that he stole. Uh, So he goes to talk to Christine. Outside, we see the devil sneaking up on on Chicago and the cops that are parked outside. Jericho shows Christine the amulet he stole from the priest and the passage in the book that shows it as a symbol of uh, a group of Vatican knights who are charged with stopping the return of the devil. While he's telling her this, she's slicing an apple. In the apple, she suddenly sees little CGI maggot men and freaks out. (laughs) Only Jericho sees them as well. So it's not just her. Outside the devil... Sometimes I see things. And he's like, no, I saw them too. I saw it too. Outside, the devil just pisses petrol, which snakes up under the van and the cop car. And I love it because Chicago starts sniffing like, is that devil piss I smell? <laughs> like, he's got the windows rolled up. Like, that's some strong smelling piss. <laughs> but the, the, you know, Satan then lights a cigarette, throws it into the piss, it ignites. Chicago goes to get out of the van just in time for the van to explode and, you know, basically murder Chicago, quote unquote. Um, oh, that's then... what they get the idea for Chicago fire. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm dumb. <laughs> that show should go away. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> so we see the van blow up and then the cop car blow up. Cause of course we have to have more and more explosions. Um, so we see inside Jericho and Christine freak out. Cause there's giant explosions outside the window. They try to run away, but Mabel shows her true colors and begins whooping the shit out of Jericho. And I love the it. The old heel turn. It's so many Arnie screams. There, I, I've mentioned this, I think, in Predator. 
Um, over on FilmSack, they've dubbed it the Arnie War Garble, which I, I think is it perfectly sums up his scream. But every time he gets it, he's like, oh, no, 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 doing that thing. And it, it makes me laugh every time. I love it. But he eventually picks her up and smashes her through a table, grabs Christine and runs. The devil walks in again through fire, completely unscathed, and calls out to Christine, who recognizes her, recognizes him from her dreams. He then goes over to Mabel and says, you had one job and kills her. Arnie and Christine escape out the window and are confronted by Marge and another cop who we find out are Satanists and want the girl. So, of course, Arnie has to shoot the fuck out of them <laughs> and they take off. The devil comes out, revives Marge and tasks her with using the cops to hunt down Jericho and Christine. We then see Jericho and Christine talking about the devil and she tells him about that, you know, she's been dreaming about having sex with him for like most of her life. Uh, and she's afraid that if he comes to her, she'll want to go with him. Jericho decides she needs Jesus and takes her to the church. <laughs> he's like, this bitch needs Jesus. So we cut to say he's, he's a hypocrite. Exactly. <laughs> We cut to St. John's. Jericho and Christine are uh, taken in by Father Kovac. He explains that the Vatican Knights that attacked her were not working with them, and that as long as no one knows that they're at the church, they should be safe because the devil can't see inside the house of God. We get get a big exposition dump here, so I'm going to try to speed through it. Kovac explains how the number of the beast isn't necessarily 666, that oftentimes in dreams, numbers appear upside down and backwards, So in St. John's uh, Revelation dream, the number 666 became 999, as in 1999. Every thousand years... Bullshit. What's that? That was a bit of a a stretch there. Well, you know, the funny thing is, that gets used again in Stigmata, and I want to say, it it might not be Bless the Child, but it's another one that came out in, like, 2000. There, There were several religious horror movies that used this exact same idea. That, oh, it's really not 666, it's 999. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> but he explains every thousand years, the devil hijacks a human body and goes lo- basically goes out looking for strange and hopes to knock him up and give birth to the Antichrist to unlock the gates of hell. Oh, that's what it was. It was the ninth gate. It, it took me a second, but the Johnny Depp movie. Um, but yeah, so he's, he basically wants to have the Antichrist born so he can unlock the gates of hell. He then shows them some symbols, one of them being the mark of Lucifer, which is the birthmark that Christine has on her arm. Kovac tells them that she's been chosen. He's in her blood. The church has been looking for her since birth. The devil has to impregnate her in the last hour of the in the millennium. And I love Jericho's response here. He's like, oh, come on, that's bullshit. Is it Eastern Standard Time of Pacific Time? Like, I love how he, he, he asks the questions that we're all asking at this point. I'm glad you brought that up because I must have zoned out at this point because I wrote that at the end. Because <laughs> oh. well, we then get a hand wavy explanation from Kovac because he's like, it's not about time. It's about celestial alignments. And it's like, oh, all right. Yeah, of course. Hand wavy logic. Gotcha. But Jericho asks why God doesn't stop this. And Kovac tells him God never said he would save us. He said we would save ourselves. Jericho calls bullshit and wants to leave. They tell him to t- that it takes a person pure of heart to defeat the devil, that he did his job getting Christine here. Now, they'll leave them to let them do theirs. He seems hesitant, but she wants to stay there. And, and you know, so he leaves her and goes. And Jericho goes home where he finds the devil hanging out waiting for him. 
<laughs> he taunts him, telling him that, that God took away his family, but he can give them back. All he has to do is give up Christine. He reluctantly... Oh, I, thought he had, I thought all he had to do was sell 999. <laughs> Pick up the phone. I'm all alone. Um, <laughs> he reluctantly refuses... Is this my grandson? <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, guys. Crossing, crossing over. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he reluctantly refuses, and Satan forces Jericho to watch as his family are murdered. So he, he gives them a vision of like what happened to his family. So now we get the backstory that Jericho testified against some very bad people when he was a cop, even though they threatened to kill his family. But they made good on their promise and broke into his house and, and murdered his wife and daughter. So Satan taunts him in some more... Uh, Satan taunts him some more, and in spectacular Arnie fashion, Jericho t- like tells him off. He's like, fuck you! You're a choir boy compared to me! You're nothing! <laughs> it's like, oh, only Arnie can call the devil a pussy. I love it. <laughs> but Satan tells him that they're very much alike, and that Jericho's heart is filled with hate and anger, just like his. He tries to bribe him one more time to his side, telling him the end of days is more like a new beginning. A change of management, and you can get in on the ground floor. He then goes, tell me what you want. What you really, really want. And I fucking lost it. I was like, is it a zing zing ah Tell me it's a zing zing ah I was cracking Well, up. he's got to get with his friends first, so. <laughs> I mean, it would have fit, though, if Arnie was like, ah, zing zing It would have fit. But, you know... <laughs> He tells the devil he really wants him to go to hell. So the devil attacks him. Kind of like Jericho shoots him. And this is where we see the bullet wounds heal up, but leaves scars. And he's like, watch the suit. And it's like, wait a second. Then, and how are you walking through fire? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So the devil pushes him through the window and drops him. Jericho grabs the the shattered like edges of the window. That That was gross. Because like he's holding onto the window ledge and there's shards of glass sticking in his hand. And the devil just starts standing on his hands, like pushing him deeper in. I was like, ah, that's fucking gross. So <laughs> he goes, he's like, I can end this. All you got to do is, 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 you know, come by my side, give up Christine, blah, blah, blah. So he reaches out his hand and Arnie's like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll help you. And the devil, how does the devil not see this coming? Because Arnie's smirking the whole time. He reaches up. The devil reaches down. He grabs the devil by the shirt and throws him out the window. <laughs> and he's very like, bad looking CGI. <laughs> I love it when the car explodes, though. Oh, like all the and, windows blow out. And you could tell it was a stuffed person. A stuffed. Oh, of course it was. It was terrible looking. <laughs> Nowhere near as bad as that uh, pile that we watched for Count Creepy had. Um, Oh my God! Why the John Stamos vehicle? John, John Stamos? You mean the brilliance of that movie? <laughs> uh, was it never too young to die? Yes, that's it. With the, the floppy yard dumb, floppy armed dummy that they kept using every time someone fell. Just change the wig. That's it. <laughs> oh my God! So Arnie pulls himself back up into the window. Jericho gets inside, cleans himself up, and there's a knock at the door. He looks outside and sees the devil's god. And I'm like, oh, isn't that nice? He's knocking. (laughs) So he grabs his gun and checks the door. But it's Chicago. Chicago tells him that when the car blew up, it threw him into the gutter. And he woke up hours later. He's been out looking for Arnie or Jericho all night. 
that's not sus or anything. Right? But I, I love it, though, because Jericho's like, he doesn't trust them, you know, because he thinks it could be the devil. <laughs> he, he's like, instead of asking 20 questions, he just shoots him in the arm. Uh-huh. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, I had to be sure. And he's like, well, it's me. He goes, oh, don't be a pussy. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> I was crying. He's He just shot his buddy, and he's telling him, stop being a pussy. I, I love it. But Jericho fills Chicago in on what's been happening, and they plan to go get Christine. There's a moment mm, where, where Jericho... He got played like a bitch. <laughs> oh, he definitely did. Well, and there's a moment, too, where he looks reluctant. Because he's like, just tell me where to meet you, and I'll meet you there. And he's like... He kind of pauses, and he does that squirrely side-eye thing that Maurice was talking about at the beginning, where his eyes are rolling <laughs> around. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, St. John's Church, and then he tells him where it is. Um, so back at the church, the murder priests show up from the Vatican, ready to take over and murder Christine. Murder oh. priest, murder priest, murder... Oh, I'm sorry. I was coming up with the theme song. It didn't really work. Well, before the murder priest can kill him, or kill her... Uh, Jericho shows up and shoots the blade and then the priest's hand. And I love this back and forth here because the murder priest is like, we're not afraid to die. And Jericho goes, good, I'm not afraid to kill you. (laughs) I fucking lost it. Like, again, I'm always entertained by Arnie's stupid one-liners. So Jericho gets Christine, uh, but just then the devil shows up and starts killing priests. Jericho and Christine take off out out of the church. Outside, they get surrounded by Satanists who attack Jericho. Chicago pulls up, Christine gets in the car, and then he drives off before Jericho can and kind of stops at the end of the alley. Meanwhile, the Satanists surround him and start kicking the ever-loving shit out of him. The devil comes down, kicks him around a bit, hangs him on a makeshift cross, and tells him that he's not going to let him die. He wants him to see what's going to happen next. He then gets in the car with Chicago and Christine, and they drive off. Jericho is strung up in the alleyway on the makeshift cross and left in the rain. So that's kind of where act two ends. So what'd you guys think? Uh, I zoned out a lot more during this. Oh, that's a shame. There's a lot of fun stuff here. No, actually there's a lot of boring stuff here. There's Uh, a lot of fights. Any, any of the chit chat. I was like, no, I zoned out during the fight too. I was like, uh, he's got, Oh, she got on the car. Oh, it's a double cross. Okay. And then I went back to my TikToks. And oh, Gina, <laughs> you can't be you can't be playing on your phone and watching a movie. That's why. Hey, don't stop sharing silly things like cats. <laughs> <laughs> For cats playing playing with with feet. I don't know. I couldn't think of one. Um or ghosts talking about people's underwear. That was me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> um Guys, got to get on TikTok. You got to get on TikTok. Um, <laughs> yeah, I zoned out more during this act. I was like, like I don't remember any of the explanation of why his, like his wife and daughter got killed. I was just like, why, why are they okay? Well, they're just killing her. Okay. Oh man. Yeah, none of that stuff. See, I had fun with. That I mean, whole I, scene. I, I, I watched some of that scene, but then I zoned out. Like that's the thing, because yeah, I was <sighs> bored. I was bored. See. I was enjoying it because it, it's it's perfect. It's it's like perfect Arnie, where he's like arguing with the devil. Like, he's, this is the fucking devil making threats, and Arnie's like, "Fuck you, you're a quiet boy." Like, it's so fun. Like, oh my god, I I thought it was hilarious. I I couldn't get enough of it. That honestly, the second act I is where I started really enjoying the film because 
There was some crazy fights. There was a lot of dumb one-liners. There was like crazy murders happening. I don't know. I thought it was fun. But what about you, Maurice? Uh, I was still in it at, during the second uh, second act. Uh, there was the the action did pick up a little bit, but I, I don't know. I was <laughs> still not still not in it though, right? <laughs> still not in it to win it. No, nope. I, I, I do uh, have... oh good. I I can't really find much I really enjoyed other than the usual Arnie silliness. See, and that's the thing. I have a note here that I just, where I just put, I love how pissed Arnie is. It doesn't matter how serious the story is that he's in. He's going to grunt and yell and threaten to whoop everyone's ass. <laughs> it's like, it's this, it's just Arnie in different movies. Like it's, he's, it doesn't matter the character he's playing. It's still Arnie <laughs> every time. But so we, we open act three. With Friday, December 31st, 1999, 7.19 a.m., we see Father Kovac has somehow survived the devil attack and goes out into the alley where he finds Jericho up on the cross. We then see murder priests telling the Pope that the devil has got the girl and they have failed. (laughs) I I forgot I called him Wheelchair Pope. I forgot to mention that earlier. So Wheelchair Pope tells him that it is in our darkest hour that we need to have faith. Basically, eh, we're fine. It's still good. So then we cut to 6.48 p.m. I was like, wow, that was a big jump, just for two quick scenes. Well, Kovac, tells some, uh, or Kovac and some priests have stitched up Jericho, who was ready to go out and find the devil and kick some ass. They're like, you slept all day. He's like, it doesn't matter. It's not over. <laughs> and it goes 8.47 p.m. We see a bunch of people partying in the streets. Which I took note at this point, seeing that time. I was like, all right, let's see. Let's see if 23 minutes from now. Let's <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just like, keep track of what 23 minutes is. Jericho uh, Jericho goes and gets a fuck ton of weapons and gear from the security firm he works at and then tracks Chicago's license plate to find where he is. He finds the secret Satan temple in the old movie theater and sneaks in. He has to get past the creepy blind man who sniffs him. So like this guy has his eyes stitched shut and he sniffs him. He goes, you have much hatred and vengeance in your heart. You may pass. I was like, uh, well, that's convenient. He sees a huge cult ready to watch the devil and and Christine get down. So he cock blocks him with some bullets. He just starts shooting the fuck out of everybody. He grabs Christine and is confronted by Chicago, where we find out that he agreed to work for the devil because he was burning alive. (laughs) To be fair, I'll give it to him. Yeah, I'll give that to him. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's a way out. All right, you know, let's let's try it. You well, because he flat out says he's like, you'd be amazed what you agree to when you're on fire. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I I don't think I would be amazed at what you would agree to. I think that makes sense. It's like you're burning alive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but he then uh, starts to second guess himself, like that he shouldn't be working with the devil. <laughs> so he refuses to shoot uh, shoot Jericho, and he lowers his gun. And the devil goes, I guess the deal is off. And he just touches his arm and Chicago lights up in flames and dies. We now get a spectacular chase scene with enough explosions to give Michael Bay a hard on. Jericho and Christine end up in the subway where they die. Or they dodge a passing train by ducking under it. I'm sorry. Oh, sure. I don't I don't think Arnie's <laughs> small enough. 
like that. I don't think either of them are small enough. All right. right. But even in the in the movie, uh, the Hollywood isms that they show us, like, no, Arnie was too big to fit under there, even in what they showed us on screen. <laughs> by the way, with, with my knowledge of New York City subways, um, just by what uh, stations they stop at, I have figured that uh, that was either the one, two or three train or the ACE trains. Just so you know, <laughs> the more, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, while I was zoning out, I figured that. Out. <laughs> well, I love it. They they dodge the train by dropping to their bellies on the track, and the train goes over top of them. You know, hits the brakes. The conductor comes running down. And he's like, "Oh my god, I thought I hit you." <laughs> they, they jump on the train. They're like, "Go, go now!" And we see a bunch of cultists like running down the the, the tracks, and Arnie starts shooting the fuck out of them. So the conductor goes and gets the train moving again. Did the conductor start questioning this random guy shooting up people, though? Like, he's like, oh, yeah, right. yeah, sure. Sure, yeah, I'll help you. you know? <laughs> I love the, the random moment where he shows Christine how to use a gun, because she's like, you know, I need to know how to use one of those. And he's like, okay, you hold it here, you aim down the sides, you pull the trigger only when you mean to kill. And she's like, she just fires and kills a cultist like that. And he's like, yeah, like that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right. So they go up to the front of the train, and of course we see the devil on the tracks. And the guy goes to stop again, and Arnie like pushes the throttle forward, like you know, forcing the conductor to kill him. But he's the devil. He's like the honey badger. He don't give a fuck. He just gets run over. He then scurries beneath the train and starts punching holes into the floor, trying to grab him. He eventually rips the conductor out through the wall, killing him. Jericho separates the cars. And, you know, of course, there's got to be the slow motion action jump because Christine is in the car. He kicks the the coupling free and he's on the other car still. So he has to go run and jump like oh, 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 and grab on. Oh. And then she's trying to pull him up. We see the devil like walking through the other car, getting closer and closer to them. And he leaps out of the car. Arnie pulls a fucking grenade launcher and shoots him, sending him back into the, the subway that they, they uncoupled from which explodes spectacularly. And then they crash into the fucking burning wreckage of the other subway. And it just stops just short enough of killing them. Of course. They, yeah, of course it does. <laughs> they quickly run away and then both trains fucking explode <laughs> because of course they do. Like I said, it's, it's enough to get Michael Bayhard. So... <laughs> We then see a completely wrecked, the completely wrecked body of the devil's host, and he hops out and goes full predator mode again. Now, 11.51 p.m. Satan has nine minutes to bust a nut. So this is where I was paying close attention to the actual clock. Like, <laughs> let's see. Let's see how close. Yep. So Jericho and Christine are chased by a mob of Satanists, and they take refuge in a huge church. And I love how Jericho gets everyone out. Because he, he starts yelling at the priest and the patrons to go get somewhere safe. And then he just starts shooting the ceiling. And they're like, oh, my God. And they run away. <laughs> like, he's like, ah, fuck it. Shoot the ceiling. So they, the people run out, leaving Jericho and Christine by themselves. He tells Christine to hide. And there's a quiet moment where he looks at the statue of Jesus, lays his gun down, and prays for strength. Suddenly, everything starts going wrong. The stained glass windows start exploding. The pews start getting flipped over. Candles go, they light up into giant fireballs. 
and eventually CGI Satan bursts through the ground, growling at Jericho. We get what is possibly my favorite scene in the entire movie right here. The devil jumps into Arnie and he's thrown around by an invisible force while constant war garble plays and his face twitches the entire time. I, I, I wrote, I, I did write something here about Total Recall. I'm like, this is him just reacting Total Recall. <laughs> it is. We see his, his face is twitching and like little bits of CGI devil are appearing in his face. But the whole time, like when he's thrown around, he's just, ow, 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 just being thrown Two weeks. back and forth. Two weeks. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it so much. But he gets thrown around. Eventually, it, it all stops. And it looks like he passes out. And it says, 11.57. I was like, three minutes to bust one out. <laughs> Jericho wakes up. Calls out to Christine, telling her it's all over, that they've won. He then grabs her, and we see that he's possessed by the devil. He brings her over to the altar, ready to make with the hibbity-dibbity. And this is where I wrote, man, this is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> he's also it's looking like, at... Yeah, uh, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> and he's awkward. Also, he's also looking at the statue of Jesus, taunting him, like, you've lost, I'm gonna do it right here. Like, just, I... I want my kindergarten cap not to look like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like rapey Arnie. Yeah. <laughs> Christine begs him to fight it, and outside we see the ball beginning to drop. I'm like, dude, only got a couple of seconds to break one off. How the hell are you gonna win? <laughs> Jericho begins to fight it and tells Christine to run while he holds the devil at bay. He then turns and throws himself on the sword of a stat, the statue of Michael, the archangel. And we get the worst case of heartburn as CGI flames explode out of his chest and turn into giant CGI devil. He then roars at Jericho and disappears back to hell. Jericho and Christine both see his wife and daughter waiting for him. And right as Jericho kind of like closes his eyes and dies. I'm like, oh, he done gone to heaven. Christine sheds a single tear, thanking him. We pan out to the street as emergency vehicles file in around the exploded church. We see the crowd in New York City streets cheering. Credits, the end. So he saved the day. So final she thought. She does this weird thing where she's holding his hand up to his face, up to her face. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, thank you. Like, also, shut up. He just, he just tried to rape you. <laughs> let's, let's just think about that for a second he, Yes, he did sacrifice himself But he did just try to rape you I mean, to be fair It was the devil trying to do that Still I mean, Arnie is the one who stopped him But, you know Still, yeah, it was a, it was a very uncomfortable sequence yeah. Literally, it's, five, it's like 10 seconds And it's just like Oh, no <laughs> and, Okay so do you think that weird smirk is actually Arnie's sex face? Because... Uh, <laughs> no. Because it was really skeevy. <laughs> mm. I, I can't believe we found something that makes Dawn this uncomfortable. <laughs> it, it's just that f 10 seconds. It's very uncomfortable. I'm okay oh, now. Man. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm man. all right. I don't know. For me, final thoughts, honestly, like like I said at the start, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's not something I'll watch regularly. 
Um, it is something that I enjoy when I do watch it because it's a turn your brain off kind of popcorn action horror. It's definitely not my favorite of the religious horror in that like three year period where we were just getting tons of religious horror from like 98 to 2000. Um, Stigmata definitely holds number one spot for me on that one. I really like the story of that movie, but I also really fucking hate bless the child. So there, there's there's some there's some worse than this, and there's some definitely better than this. Um, I loved the action. I thought the action was fun as hell. It was dumb fun. It, it not quite to the full level of Michael Bay craziness, but <laughs> but not far off either. <laughs> and and as I said, I love the design of the devil. Like I I don't like the CGI aspects of it, but when it's just kind of like like it's wings fanned out, kind of standing in front of Arnie that like superimposed where you knew it was kind of a green screen, like dude in a suit that I really liked that look. I thought it was a very cool design for the, for the devil. But what, what do you guys think for this final thoughts? Oh, uh, I really zoned out <laughs> towards the end there. <laughs> uh, I mean, I paid attention to it, but I was just like, when is this movie going to end? <laughs> it um, is too long. It is definitely too long. Yeah. yeah like just, like, a like lot of it could have been edited out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's not something I'll probably ever watch again. Mm-hmm. I I don't hate it. I just it just doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't turn the dial. Yeah, I have to agree on that. That's fair. And me and Mo- and me and Maurice don't normally agree on things, people. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and that's and that's the thing. I can definitely understand that that criticism of it because, like I said, this is totally the type of movie that there's not a lot of redeeming qualities as far as a film goes. Um, I have a lot of fun with it, but I also love garbage movies. So like, I mean, I have a lot of fun with trauma movies, so there's not a lot of redeeming qualities in some of those, which there's a bunch on Peacock right now, people, if you don't have Peacock and Tubi, a lot on Tubi as well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, we'll jump into the trivia here. So, uh, Don, I'll throw it to you to let you get, give the, the bit of trivia. I mean, we all saw it, but you tell the listeners about it's it. It's literally this week, and it's so, like, weird that it, like, came out this week that Miriam Margulies says she's not f- a fan of Arnold anymore because he farted in her face. Yeah. <laughs> during the one scene. She, and if you know her, she's... she Okay, guys, basically, you know how my mouth fucking is. That's how her mouth fucking is. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've seen some fun interviews with her. Yes. Yeah. Basically, during when she was filming Harry Potter, they kept her away from the children until scenes were filmed because that's how (laughs) filthy of a mouth she has. So the fact that she does not find it funny and that she thinks Arnold Schwarzenegger is very rude for farting in her face (laughs) makes me laugh a little bit. I also want to know Arnie's reaction after doing that. Like, he probably doesn't even fucking remember. I I was going to say, is it one of those things where he just let it fly and pretended like it didn't happen? Or did he fart and be like, ah, ah, just run away giggling? (laughs) (laughs) Which is what I'm going to choose to believe happened. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh, but, but I love how it's like, like it's this week it came out. Like, how how much of a I know could that have been? Yeah, <laughs> I I know I saw that when it came out. I was like, wow, it's just something like that will never happen again. Yep, good timing. Yeah, <laughs> but 
Um, this was the uh, the last movie to be pressed in laserdisc format in the United States. I thought that was kind of fun. Mm, Lucky that's <laughs> probably what killed the format. <laughs> I was gonna say, so we can blame End of Days for killing laserdisc. Um, and then, of course, we we have we mentioned this multiple times, but Gabriel Byrne uh, plays both good and evil in the same year. He plays Satan in this film and a Catholic priest in Stigmata. Oh, but is he really good? Mm, no, I mean, he's playing the same part he ever he always does. He's, yeah, a Catholic, <laughs> he's, he's a Catholic priest, so... Uh, yeah, but isn't he the priest that's trying to help her? I, I, it's been a while since I've watched it, but I'm pretty sure he's uh, the one that's trying to help her. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I mean, that I'll agree. I know I saw. I, I, I don't trust I any of those him. Catholic priests. I was going to say, he is a Catholic priest, so I have to give it to you there. <laughs> 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 so the odds are stacked against him. But remember, I mean, we there was the Catholic priest in The Exorcist who was a good guy. You know, he got rid of, he got rid of Captain Howdy. He did good. So sometimes okay. they'll do good, <laughs> but sounds um, like a three-year-old or four-year-old. <laughs> sometimes I'll be good. Exactly. You're not far off. Um, now here's some stuff where it's like, I have to wonder, is this IMDB tomfoolery or did this actually happen? So the role of Jericho Kane was originally written for Tom Cruise, but instead he chose to work on Magnolia. It probably now, would have been a better movie to be honest. I, well, I was gonna say I'll be honest, and I hate to say that. I no, I I, cause I, I mean I, I don't hate Tom Cruise, but I also don't really like Tom Cruise action movies all that much. Um, I I can see him being cast for this role. I really I really can. Like Arnie is an odd fit for this role, so I could I can see it. I, although I do question, you know, is it IMDb tomfoolery? Um, the the other one I saw on there was Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro was offered the chance to direct it but turned it down, um, okay. and then. Sa- Oh, good. That, that I can believe, because he's like, why the hell would I want to do this shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I mean, at the time, though, he wasn't super big yet. I mean, because what did he do? He did Mimic, which got some press. But I it mean, would've, it would have been Ron Perlman, though. That's true. That it is would have been Ron, Paul, Ron, Ron Perlman. Because I, I think most of his stuff was like the devil's backbone and like, you know, foreign films that not there weren't making big splashes over here yet. Yeah. Um, Hadn't Blade already come out? He did Blade 2. Oh, he did Blade 2. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. Right. No, so, but, but Blade did come out. Um, yeah. It says also Sam Raimi was offered the director's chair, but he declined in order to make For the Love of the Game, which he did make in 99. So I, 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 I why Sam Raimi? Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he has love of the game. Um, and then this is one of those things that is it's completely like like nonsense like we don't need to know this i just found it interesting that after uh batman and robin um arnold schwarzenegger had a huge gap in his career because of heart surgery i didn't know he had heart surgery but it said the studios were very anxious to let him back into an action role because of the the friggin' insurance involved so every day on the set like every time he was doing a stunt there was all of these like like legal teams around (laughs) until they realized like okay He's he's actually fine. You know, his his records all show that he can do this and he slowly got back in. But I guess that's why his career took a pause, because everyone was afraid to cast him in an action role, because if he had a heart attack or some kind of heart failure, it's obviously a huge insurance issue. Um, So he wasn't getting offered any roles, even though he was trying to get in back into movies again. So I was like, yeah, and that lasted a while until he decided to become governor. Well, yeah, I mean, you figure that was it was a three year gap. 
Like, so that's, I mean, considering how many movies Arnie makes, like, eh, yeah, that, that, and, and then the nineties, he was, he was a, still a bank, a very bankable star. So he had a movie like every other year, <laughs> you know, like, or several movies in a row. So, but I just thought, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, oh, that's where he was. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then the last thing I have on here is the fart thing. So <laughs> that you already mentioned, but overall, I personally enjoy this film. I get, I totally get the valid criticisms that you guys have on it. I feel like uh, some of our listeners clearly like it because they, they voted for it. And some people like, I think Strasberg said he never watched this. So I feel like he would like it knowing, knowing uh, his film taste. I think he would like it. Um, so there's some fan or some fans of our show that may not have watched it yet that I do think would like it. And others that I would say, just stay away from it. <laughs> Cause it's, it's not, it's not horror. It's, it's action. It's totally an action movie with its toe in the horror sandbox. But let's jump over to our social media. So anyone not following us on social media, we are the boogeyman's closet on both Facebook and Instagram. And Maurice handles our Twitter. What is that good, sir? That boogeyman's love. Thank you very much. Uh, as always mentioned, we do have a Patreon. It's $3 a month for all our unedited episodes, as well as one exclusive episode per month. The higher tiers will get you stuff like art in the mail. We'll get you chances to pick episodes, stuff like that. Uh, we're part of the Rad Pantheon network. It's Rad Pantheon on all the socials and radpantheon.com. So if you like this podcast, chances are there you'll like some of the other podcasts on the Rad Pantheon network. Uh, there's also a lot of cool artists and musicians just doing rad stuff. So check that out. Our next episode will be 149. We don't know what it'll be just yet, so definitely check Facebook and Instagram to find that out. Paddington uh, 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a Patreon special. Oh, uh, oh okay. <laughs> but it's going to be uh, against all odds flicks. So it's it's the flicks like Escape from New York or like VFW, those type where it's like crazy odds against our hero and usually very violent. Um, the, the, all the movies on there, I'm excited for each and every one of them. So, I'm only excited for one. <laughs> I know you, you and your judgment night, but you know what? I love judgment night too. Like I'm a fan of that as well. And it's getting some love. Like we still, we still got another day at the time of this recording. We got one more day until the, the votes will be counted up. I can't um, even, I can't even give it a push on the podcast. Cause this won't, won't be out in time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's, it is getting some love right now. It looks like escape from New York and hobo with a shotgun are in the lead. Um, but judgment night's got a lot of love and, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think big trouble in little China and there's one other that's getting a lot of love. Um, sadly, uh, the two that I, the two I really love on there other than hobo with a shotgun, VFW and turbo kid aren't getting much love at all. Um, those are fantastic fucking movies, but yeah, a lot of people aren't aren't voting for those. But uh, and then poor, I think it was Assault on Precinct Thirteen only had like two votes. It's <laughs> like, oh, it's 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 really getting getting no love. But again, it's a good movie. It's car- There's a lot of Carpenter this month. But all right, guys. So I think we're gonna get the hell out of here with that. Uh, unless you guys have anything, any final thoughts, anything you want to say? Nope. Twenty five down. No more celebrations until fifty. <laughs> you want to give any global milk plugs <laughs> global milk now available at all targets that michael may goes to <laughs> all righty guys so we're gonna wrap this one up here so as always this is mike saying goodbye bye 
Oh, I'm sorry I ruined your podcast. <laughs> For the 25th time. For the 25th time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Thank you. Thank you.